the NFL head coaching carousel, where are some of these top candidates going, what jobs are still open, who has taken what jobs. We're going to talk about those as well. Even though it's slightly older news, I think it is, it's still relevant to me, maybe old news to you, but I have some perspectives that I want to share on some of these hires around the NFL. I want to start with the big one. I think the most attractive job in the NFL this offseason, you can call this right now the offseason technically because it is past the regular season for 24 teams. 24 teams are now currently in their offseason period. They're game planning for the draft. They are looking at potential head coaches, teams that have maybe let go of some guys. And they're looking at potential free agents that they could pick up this year. They're they're game planning for next season. Meanwhile, eight teams are still competing for a Super Bowl. So the most attractive job out there was the Dallas Cowboys head coaching vacancy. Jason Garrett there for nine full seasons. You could say he's coached for 10 years there. He's been their head coach for 10 years, nine full seasons. He was a coordinator for a couple of years, offensive coordinator, and he played for them. He was let go by the Dallas Cowboys. His contract was not renewed. It was the last year of his contract. So he he was let go. And I think that was far and away the the best move the Dallas Cowboys could have made this year is probably too late. I think it's always tough making changes at head coach midseason because you're it's almost you're almost essentially throwing the season away because then players have to learn a completely new system or, or a new way of doing things, get used to a whole new locker room vibe with five six games left, and so why while many people wanted Jason Garrett to be let go, fired mid-season for the Cowboys. It just wasn't going to happen. And I understand that. But the Cowboys finally made the right move end of the year, not making the playoffs, finishing 8-8 eight and eight for the fourth time under Jason Garrett's tenure, letting him go. That relationship just kind of just kind of out, out wore its welcome. Jason Garrett is a decent coach. He's a, He's a good coach, but he's not great. He does not play well against these other top coaches. He does not succeed against the elite. So Jason Garrett was never going to put the Dallas Cowboys over the top. And I'm happy for Jerry Jones that he was finally able to realize that his guy, Jason Garrett, was not going to get the job done in Dallas. And now you look at the potential candidates that the Dallas Cowboys were going to be looking at uh, if you're looking at some NFL guys, notable NFL guys that have had some head coaching experience and a little bit of success, Mike McCarthy, Marvin Lewis, even though he's never won a playoff game in his coaching tenure with the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, and then you have uh, a plethora of college coaches like Lincoln Riley, Urban Meyer, Matt Rule from Baylor. But the Dallas Cowboys, they didn't want a college guy. They wanted someone with uh, extensive NFL experience and success at the NFL level. And really the only guy that you can think of out of those people that I mentioned that has had head coaching success and has won a Super Bowl is Mike McCarthy. And that's who the Cowboys went and hired. 
he had two interviews with the Cowboys. It actually ended up being an, an overnight or a slumber party over at Jerry's place. Mike McCarthy stayed the night and presumably cooked pancakes, or maybe he had his assistant and his butler uh, make some pancakes in the morning for Mike McCarthy. But apparently they liked McCarthy so much that they, you know, they were going to let him, they let him stay the night. And now he's their head coach. I really like the move. I think a lot of people are kind of kind of bashing on the move from the standpoint of McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers' relationship before McCarthy was let go from Green Bay two years ago. People thought that McCarthy just wasn't doing a great job with the offense in Green Bay. It became stagnant, became stale, and Aaron Rodgers didn't like it, and some members of the team didn't like it. But Mike McCarthy has had a year off. He did what he called the Mike McCarthy Project. He brought in some of his own. He basically built his own coaching staff. And they just game planned for a whole year. They did scouting on players. They watched every NFL game. They were constructing offensive and defensive game plans. And Mike McCarthy really dove into the analytic side of things. He wasn't a big analytics guy when he was in Green Bay. Didn't really look at that that much. But now he's really heavy on the analytics, and that's something that Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones, that's what they really like is someone who is focusing heavy on the analytics. And Jason Garrett, when he was coach of the Cowboys, he did not use analytics to make in-game adjustments at halftime. So you notice that the Cowboys, and and every game that this year where the Cowboys were trailing at halftime, they lost every single one of those games. And that's because Jason Garrett didn't make adjustments. He His philosophy was, we will make adjustments based on what we find out analytically after the game. Not during the game. Not after the first quarter. Not at halftime. Not anything. And Mike McCarthy is now willing to do that. And he has he, he's done that a little bit more than Jason Garrett. He's made those adjustments based on analytics. That's something Jerry Jones really liked. But I think the big thing here is that Mike McCarthy has been really successful in a very tough NFC. Granted, he's had Brett Favre as his quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, but he's won or he's been to the playoffs nine times in 13 seasons and he's won a Super Bowl. And I mean, there's not really much more you can ask as far as a resume for a head coach. The big knock on Mike McCarthy as well is that you know, a lot of people say coaches coaches have just specific set systems. They do things a certain way. It's their makeup. They like if you look at certain coaches, a lot of coaches like to run the football, pound the football, and play good defense. That's what Bill Belichick's about. That's what uh, Pete Carroll's about in in Seattle, and uh, even Baltimore for the longest time with Joe Flacco. Now they've kind of opened things up a little bit for. Lamar Jackson, even though they're still a pound the football team, Lamar Jackson even runs the football. They're a little more creative now, but John Harbaugh has always been a a run the football defensive kind of guy. Uh, If you look at, it seems like the league over the last couple of years has shifted to a more offensive, savvy, creative, spontaneous type of offense where you've got guys like Patty Mahomes throwing no lookers across his body over the middle of the field. Uh, Andy Reid develops receivers and quarterbacks. 
and you have Frank Reich, who is who was a terrific terrific coordinator in Philadelphia. He's the coach of the Colts now, and he's doing great things there. Like, there's just a ton of uh, Sean McVay is even and Kyle Shanahan. They're the probably the two biggest powerhouses in terms of offensive creativity that we have in the league right now as well. So over the last couple of years, the league has shifted to a more uh, creative type offense. But the knock on Mike McCarthy is is that he he bails on running games. He'll start with it early in the year, but then he'll get away from it and he'll just go pass heavy the majority of the time. It'll be 90% of the time they're going to pass the ball. And that's it's easy to to make a put put a knock on Mike McCarthy for that when you have Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers as your quarterbacks. I mean, come on. If you have those guys as your quarterbacks, two Hall of Fame talents, you're going to be throwing the football every time. Plain and simple. But the fact of the matter is, Mike McCarthy has never had a running back like Ezekiel Elliott before, and he's never had an offensive line as dominant as this Cowboys offensive line. Now, is this offensive line in its prime? It's starting to exit its prime. Lyle Collins is in his prime, and I think Zach Martin is still in his prime. But we've seen health issues with Travis Frederick and Tyron Smith. Seems like ever since he turned 25, he's had health issues. Um, And then left guard, really their weakest position on the offensive line. Connor Williams towards ACL. Suofilo, Xavier Suofilo is solid for a left guard or a backup left guard, but that's their, really their biggest weakness, their biggest hole in the offensive line. But Mike McCarthy has never had an offensive line that strong, and he's never had a running back like Ezekiel Elliott. He did have Ahmad Green when he was in Green Bay for a couple of years, but then it was kind of a revol- revolving door. Eddie Lacy was pretty solid. I believe he was the last 1,000 yard rusher under. Mike McCarthy that he had uh, before he left. And other than that, they, they really haven't had much else as far as the running back position that has been incredibly dominant. Uh, every year under McCarthy in Green Bay, they finished in the bottom 10 in the league in rushing attempts per game. Uh, so you can see that Mike McCarthy really prioritized passing the football um, and you're going to with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre at quarterback. But I, I think having Ezekiel Elliott and a strong offensive line, I think Mike McCarthy is going to utilize that. He can't not utilize it. I mean, Zeke Elliott, I think, is a generational talent at running back. I think he is more talented than Emmett Smith was. You have an offensive line that is still in its prime. It's a couple of guys are starting to exit their prime, but they're still very good. It's a top three offensive line, I would say, with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts. And then you have Dak Prescott, who just had his best statistical season this year, finishing second in the league in passing yards at just under 5,000, and he finished one yard short of Tony Romo's franchise record in Dallas. I think Dak Prescott has made significant strides this year no one, everyone thought he was just a dink and dunk, dak and dunk, just short routes, intermediate routes over the middle, not taking the big shots down the field. But Dak Prescott, second in the league in passing yards this year, and led the league for the majority of the year until Jameis Winston uh, kind of came on strong at the end. I mean, offensively, this team, the Dallas Cowboys are loaded. This is the most talented team I think Mike McCarthy is going to inherit 
other than the 2011 Green Bay Packers that won the Super Bowl over the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the most talented roster that Mike McCarthy has had. And McCarthy is going to push to keep Amari Cooper, obviously retain Dak. Dak is going to be there next year. He's going to want to retain Amari Cooper because he's an X-factor on the field. And I just, I, I really like the hire. A lot of people call him a Jason Garrett plus plus or like a Jason Garrett 2.0, but I think he's better than that. I think, yes, is he a kind of a motivator kind of coach, kind of a, a rugged, tough guy, grown up type? Sure, and Jason Garrett was that, but I think there's a an extra layer to Mike McCarthy. The offensive creativity uh, is more so in Mike McCarthy's hands than it is in Jason Garrett's. And I think I think the offense is just going to be much better. They're going to be able to score points on a more consistent basis. They were still the number one offense last year with Jason Garrett. Imagine what they'll be with Mike McCarthy. I really think this is a tremendous hire for the Dallas Cowboys for a multitude of reasons that I've just explained. And I really think with Mike McCarthy there for the next five years, that's what he's under contract for anyways, I really think Mike McCarthy has a legitimate shot with as talented as this roster is to make the Dallas Cowboys a competitive team in the NFC because they are so inconsistent every other year they win the division. And I really think Mike McCarthy can make them consistent winners in the NFC East, win the division more often than not, and then make deeper playoff runs, maybe get to an NFC championship sometime within the next year or two something that Jason Garrett has failed to do in 10 years as head coach. I love the hire for the Dallas Cowboys. If you're looking at some of these other head coaching vacancies, we saw the Redskins, they fired Jay Gruden middle of the season and they brought in uh, Bill Callahan, who actually wasn't bad. He actually he, he did some good things with the Redskins at the end of the year, made them very competitive. But Carolina let go of Ron Rivera. Uh, of course, the Cleveland Browns fire another head coach after one season. And then the Giants fired Pat Shermer. Um, now, Carolina, they went ahead and hired Matt Rule from Baylor. And he gave a very passionate speech, basically about why football is so important to him, I guess, in his opening presser. This guy at Baylor, I think he's an extremely creative mind. And I'm, I think he's really going to help... I think they're going to bring Cam Newton back, Carolina will, and I think Matt Rule is going to help Cam Newton, not necessarily develop because I think we've seen the best of Cam Newton already, but I think that will make him uh, more efficient in this offense, given that he stays healthy, and you'll just see a lot more creativity out of the offense. You'll utilize Cam Newton in, uh, in different ways, and... I like the hire in Carolina. Now, I think they should have kept Ron Rivera. I think they just clicked the panic button on Ron Rivera. I think Ron Rivera was the best coach on the market. And the Washington Redskins, Redskins kind of just scooped him up. I think Carolina kind of panicked on on Ron Rivera. I mean, listen, they were winning with Kyle Allen as their quarterback, and then Kyle Allen fell down to earth. He's not a starting quarterback in this league. I don't know why the Panthers panicked. Um. But yeah, so the Redskins get Ron Rivera. I think that's a tremendous hire. They fired Bruce Allen. 
as their GM, which was long overdue. So I think the Redskins here in a couple of years, let's see if Ron Rivera likes Dwayne Haskins as his quarterback. We don't know yet. Uh, Lastly, I want to talk about the, I want to talk about the New York Giants. They brought in a guy that I don't think anyone's ever heard of ever in the coaching realm. Special teams coordinator and wide receivers coach Joe Judge from the Patriots. Who? Who is Joe Judge? No one knows. But the thing is about the New England Patriots, one of their strongest parts of their team is their special teams. And a lot of people like to overlook that, but special teams is very important, man. Special teams is incredibly important. And although I've never heard of Joe Judge, and I think some other guys should have gotten an opportunity over Joe Judge. Judge is a guy who's never had any head coaching experience anywhere. Very similar to Freddie Kitchens, who hadn't even coached at the high school level, and he coached the Browns for a season. Uh, I kind of feel like it was a panic move by the New York Giants, because I think they should have heavily recruited Matt Rule, who went to Carolina. Uh, go after Josh McDaniels. I, I did hear that the Giants pushed really hard for Mike McCarthy. Um, but I feel like they kind of panicked, and they brought and they brought in Joe Judge. I I don't really know what to make of it. It kind of felt like a panic move to me because we no one even knows who he is. If we knew who this guy was, we probably wouldn't bat an eye. But since we don't know who Joe Judge is. I guess we're going to find out next year who Joe Judge is. Uh, it, it just kind of seemed out of place, rushed, forced. You still have a guy like Josh McDaniels out on the market who is an incredibly intelligent play caller and play schemer, play designer. That's who I would have went with 